Well, guys, welcome back to the JT Follows JC podcast. This is not actually Decoding Babylon. Uh, we'll get back to your regular schedule of programming uh, as soon as I get back with Brian. But today I got a special guest. We got Todd Tomasella on the line today, and um, he's a great brother in Christ. And uh, Todd has a, is it your website is Safeguard Your Soul, Todd? Yeah, safeguardyoursoul.com. Yeah, and I just want to, me and Todd have kind of text back and forth uh, over the past two years. And as I've, my platform's grown. Obviously, Todd's gave me a lot of encouragement, and um, he's got a lot of good things to say. And I just, I just wanted to have him on. So, thanks for coming on, Todd. Oh, you're welcome. Good to be on. Thank you, Joe. We were having a great conversation today, and it was kind of like, what do we, what should we talk about on the, the podcast today? And we're like, we should probably just continue this conversation. So it was really just about kind of like the platforms God has given us, I guess, just the um, just whatever the calling we've, we've, we've been given. And uh, so obviously, Todd has his own website where he tries to share, you know, share, share the gospel. Todd, how did you like how did you even get into to doing what you're doing? Well, uh, when the Lord saved me. I began writing tracks, gospel tracks. I would stay up late at night. I was working contracted to NASA and wind up obtaining a printing press, had my living room set up as a whole printing operation. So we'd write and we'd create the, the clip art. That's what it was back then uh, for the tracks. And then we'd print them by the tens of thousands and go out in, in teams and minister on the street. So you know, the, it, we're speaking about our conversation earlier, Joe, as you realize, because you were in that conversation, is the fulfilling the ministry God's called each of us individually. Mm -hmm. A verse came to mind when you were speaking. It's uh, Colossians 4.17. Take heed and say to Archippus, take heed to, to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. And so that should be the desire and probably is for every true disciple, wouldn't you say, to fulfill what God's called them to do? Absolutely. I guess the first thing is like a lot of, I'm sure probably a lot of people who are listening would probably say, well, I don't know what my ministry is. And I guess that's like, and that's what, that is kind of the cool thing where it's like, that sometimes if you're, I mean, I guess you really think like, I think you just want to pray to be used in some kind of way. And obviously I believe that like, that's when Jesus says, asking you'll receive knocking the door will be open to you seeking you'll find it's like i think like some people think they just pray for everything and it's like god's offering you certain things and mm -hmm. so like so, th so these are the kind of things that i know that he wants to give you so yeah. i think if you if you pray sincerely about like how can i be used god's going to open a door for you i think for sure yeah and wouldn't you say that uh, probably some people get intimidated as if they're supposed to start some radio show or website or some uh, major platform or stand on a street corner and preach wouldn't you say that might intimidate some believers oh yeah you know it was, it was interesting even like when i when i first really was waking up and i was like really learning and i was talking with friends and they could they could i guess they could hear like the uh, the zealousness in my voice and they'd be like so what are you gonna like go into the ministry and i was just like <laughs> of course i said i was just like in my personal life, I was like, I don't think I'm really qualified based on what the Bible says about, you know, being like a pastor or anything. So like, so I didn't even know what that meant. 
I, I knew that I didn't really want to go work in a church, but yeah, I, I guess that's like, for, so for me, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what could I do? Cause like, obviously people think, well, if you're in ministry, you should either be like a missionary or you should be a, a pastor. And that's like, yeah. like, what else are you going to do? Right. That's the traditional. I think that's becoming diluted and that's a good thing that people have so much opportunity Amen. for platforms. You know, you hear, I hear people say they're not on social media. Well, that's fine. Maybe they have temptations. They don't want to uh, have to fight with. And that's, that's a personal issue. Cut off the hand, pluck out the eye of anything that causes you to offend. But uh, in my estimation, we should be doing as you're doing brother Joe, and that's using every available medium of communication to communicate the faith of the gospel. I love yeah. Philip. Philippians, uh, excuse me, Philemon 1, 6, and it kind of ties together the two things we just talked about. It says that the communication of thy faith, just communicating, it doesn't have to be standing on a box on a street corner and thank mm -hmm. God for the good street preachers. God bless them. Amen. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the thing is the, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. I like the way that's stated, that the communication of thy faith, communicating our faith can be so simple as you and I spoke about earlier. It can be mm. passing out a gospel tract. By the way, we're getting a lot of people ordering or actually requesting for free the PDFs to the uh, gospel tracts that we have. There's five of them. You can find them on safeguardyoursoul.com. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and they're getting them printed locally and, and running with that. You know, I, I had a testimony this week. A lady called, hadn't talked to her, a sister in Christ, in at least 20 years. And she called and said, I wanted to tell you something, that you gave me a track, a gospel track. And I gave it to a family, uh, a family that was Masonic. The ladies were in the Eastern Stars, she said, and the men were Masonic. And she said that gospel track caused everybody in that family to get saved. And decades later, they're still serving the Lord. How easy was that? Praise God. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's the thing. It's like that really when it's like, sometimes you really think about it. So some, somebody has been planting seeds in that person and maybe, maybe the track was the water and it was just like all of a sudden, you know, like, I guess that's what you think about it. Like that. It's interesting when like you think about all these these like kind of these boastful pastors, how many people they saved and all this kind of things. Like when you really think like getting that person into the door of the church was prop was was the was actually the more chore, you know, like the that was the greater task. You know, like yeah. the person who invited them to church was probably doing more than the pastor. He's just like it's kind of like this person just picking up the fruit. The the Absolutely. Day. And on that note, you know, the uh, you probably have experienced something similar maybe or that you could share but i know that the lord saved me i heard the word but i saw it i'm two people come to mind a lady and a man that i was friends with as a young guy in the, my 20s and brother they had something i didn't have i was born and raised catholic that's a dead religion and i didn't know what being born again was i didn't have mm -hmm. joy i was an angry young man out of the marine corps and chip on my shoulder, whatever. And, you know, they had something that I, I know that I didn't have and that I wanted because it was so beautiful. The first three of the nine dimensions of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, and peace mm -hmm. that had a huge impact. 
And so every individual believer is making as the light of Christ shines through them. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good, the good works of your father and glorify him. Mm-hmm. Matthew five sixteen, And so planting the seed, the communication of thy faith, the communication of the gospel being born again, right? First Peter one yeah. 23, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And so that's what causes people to be born again is the communicating of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only in words, but also the demonstration of it as we walk in the spirit and an abiding relationship Amen. with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't, we can't, what is it? And John, he says, we can't just uh, do it by a uh, word or word or deed. Yeah, word or tongue, but yeah, but deed and truth. It's like, so it's like, you can't just say it, you got to live it, you know, like, cause obviously we can't be uh, double-minded as James would, would talk about. But no, it's like, I think I love what you just said because that was me. And I, and I even think about like earlier seeds planted in my life was, was seeing people who gave, gave their testimony and saying, God changed me. And I remember as somebody who kind of grew up in a Christian home, it was like, well, I never really was that bad, or at least I didn't think I was that bad. I knew I wasn't good either. (laughs) Like, you know, so then you kind of like grow up in this kind of this learning, this lukewarm Christianity. So like, I always, I, I, it always struck me that this other person you know, I could see, I could hear the genuineness in their voice and I knew that they were different. I believed them. And it was like, that's not me. Like, you know, I knew, I knew that wasn't me. And then one day, like I said, I think, I think Todd, you probably know the story, but I was, I had a tough time in my life and I went to my brother, Frank, and, and he kind of said one thing, basically just like, you just got to put God first in your life. And I remember it was like, I remember the parable of the, uh, of the talents and the wicked servant that buried his. And I was like, I remembered, I was like, that's me, you know? Cause I knew it. And it was, it's, it's funny looking back at that, knowing like how much more I had the ability I had, you know, with, with the Holy spirit to do for God, you know, but I wasn't doing it. And I guess that's why I was, so, that's why I was so upset. And it was like that, 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 you know, Frank didn't bring up that, that passage. He didn't bring up all this stuff. It was just like, all he did was say one thing. And it was like, I knew obviously it was the father said, you know, like, you know, he's right. And yeah, you know, obviously. So basically put God first, right. Was the message. Right. Well, it's interesting. Even, even that at that time, it was like, I didn't even understand what that meant was because I think a lot of people think like, so you got to like make like a chart, you know, cause you put God first and then you do your family second and then your job's third mm-hmm. and then your friends. And it's like, no, you put God first. And then basically you put all all the people around you in front of you, <laughs> you know, so you put, yeah. you, basically, you basically just put you, you basically just put you second you yeah. know, to all yeah. things. And then <laughs> things start to make sense where you like, you're doing things for others because you love God. It's that's how you show it. And it's like, so learning that was like, you know, pretty much the, the key to all of it was that like, some people don't even know what putting God first means. It's like, how much time do you spend thinking about God? Right. Like how, like how much do you actually, how much, how many times do you consider throughout the day? Is this what God would want? Yeah, yeah. If you don't uh, do that, uh, then 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 you can't be you can't be putting God first. Right, exactly. And you know, as a lost soul, that's a verse that uh, quoted. Jesus said, Matthew, 
uh, chapter 6, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And, you know, uh, I think sometimes we get the idea, or maybe it's just me, that we're against the world, you know, and we're out there, we're having to preach at people. But mm -hmm. the most effective uh, deliveries of the word, only by the grace of God that I've had, and maybe you could testify, is putting my arm around somebody and telling them, how good God is. And if you'll seek first yeah. the kingdom of God, Jesus said, all these other things shall be added unto you. And with the backdrop of what they live in their miserable, shamed, dark life, that, that hits like a bomb. Yeah. The latent power of the word of God. And this all works through the cross life where we are crucified with Christ daily and he's raising us up by his spirit. And the ministry becomes something that's led by the spirit with the word of God. Uh, you know, it's one thing to have the, she, the, uh, sorry, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in our hands. It's another thing to have Christ leading us on how and when to, to apply that word, that a sword, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like, I, I really feel like I know in John, it was saying like that, that Jesus knew all men, like he didn't have to ask about people because he knew them. And I almost feel like as we have the Holy Spirit, we kind of know when we should we should have a little discernment on when we kind of bring up certain topics. And obviously when when it's almost like, you know, be prepared to share, you know, to, to defend your faith and share the gospel in season, out of season. Like yeah. you're always you're always like ready. You know, so I think that's the thing. That's the, I think that's the one thing that even funny as I changed and I started getting more vocal on my social media that people like who knew me before, I think they're expecting to to see the Jesus freak where it's like, you need to repent. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like, guys, I know how this works. You need to want this. So like, obviously if you want to talk about it, I'm there anytime you want, but like, I'm never going to shove this down your throat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm still like, you know, I think that that's the whole point is like that. We know, we know the truth and there's a confidence in that, that I don't have to be like, you know, I just need to be like what God wants me to be. And I think that's like the, again, like the seed planter where it's like, you know, but, but the, but the interest, the, the cool part about it is, is like the, when you do step out in faith and you, and you're not afraid to talk about it, usually they bring it up because they, because yeah, it, it, it's almost exactly. like a reactive thing. They expect you to talk about it. It's like, well, you brought it up. So like, right, now right. Let's, let's go. And, and notice the posture of a scripture, like first Peter chapter three, verse 15, which most of us are familiar with. It says, be ready always. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. to give an answer right but sanctify the lord god in your hearts that means be born again and walk in the spirit in an abiding relationship cross relationship with christ crucified with christ daily and he's raising you up so you, it's the power of the holy ghost working in you but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you they're asking you they see yeah. something mm -hmm. and that's what mm -hmm. happened to me i saw in these people you know, when I was in boot camp, this, this, I was leading the Catholic group, you know, mm -hmm. at night you'd have a 10 minute prayer session. I would lead the Catholic group cause I wasn't safe. And there was another guy that was a Christian. This guy had just a beautiful disposition that could only come from God. Yeah. And so I was, I started inquiring about it. He would read me scripture, Joe, like from a little pocket. I don't even know how I got away with it. Cause in Marine Corps boot camp, if you bat your eye, they're going to, they will wipe you out. Ask any Marine. You don't mm -hmm. even flinch. Okay. But this guy was getting away with standing behind me, 
okay, as the platoon was in at order, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, ministering the truth to me in love. But, you know, every let every uh, be ready always to give an answer to every man and ask you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And, you know, it's kind of what you pointed out a minute ago where we God wants us to be full of the word every day, mm-hmm. devouring mm-hmm. the word of God. And, and, and I always say this, it's maybe a little controversial, but I hope it stirs people up to examine themselves. If you're not in the word every day, you've already backslidden. God is not first in your life. So we want to be full of the word and walking in the spirit. And on that note, we had a guy, Mr. Charlie, this is probably about a month and a half ago, brother Joe. And I was, uh, I do this walking trail and and when I was leaving the parking lot where you park this beautiful nature cha- trail, I try to do a little walking uh, several times a week. And uh, this guy pulled in with his truck and he had uh, Louisiana or LSU sticker on it. So I pulled up next to him and, and I said, Hey man, you got to watch these Louisiana people around here. <laughs> and that's where I grew up in New Orleans. So mm-hmm. anyway, he smiled warm as can be probably upper seventies. And anyway, it just flowed like no man. I certainly couldn't have orchestrated any of that. This guy was getting saved. Uh, and he got genuinely saved. Awesome. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. And, yeah. We pray. He came actually it's on safeguardyoursoul.com. The title of it, just put in the word, Charlie just the name Charlie in the uh, search box, Christ saved Charlie. That was an absolute amazing thing. And God will do that. Joe, don't you think we need to ask the Lord, Lord, please use me. And maybe before we close this time together, we can pray all of us together, everybody listening, you and I go before the Lord and just ask him, Lord, please prepare and use me. And it's such a simple thing that it, it, it all begins with trusting God and asking him to do it where so many times we try to carry the load, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I think that I love what you just said too about the, and I, and I, and I hope it does convict people because, because I think that the only, the thing that changed me the most, I think was reading my Bible like twice a day. It's like, that's what I typically shoot for. I try to read it and I try to read it in small bites. It's like, you think about the daily bread. If you're asking, if you're praying for daily bread, obviously we know that the word is the bread. It's the bread of life. Isn't it interesting that it's like the, it's the word is Jesus. The word's the bread of life. And also the word is the sword. Mm, so it's like, yeah. so it's like our sustenance and it's our weapon, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we, so obviously you need, you need both those things to, yeah, to be, does, be prepared for this, for the battlefield that we're on in this earth. Oh, absolutely. And the cleansing and all the actions we read about in the word of God, the circumcision of the heart by the two edged sword of the word of God, et cetera. Yeah. All of that, all of that happens. And we're, we're nourished up in the faith through the study and the reading of God's word, first Timothy four, six. And, you know, referring to what you're saying here, Psalm one says that the truly blessed man, he meditates in the word of God yeah. day and day, night, day not and even night. just daily. It's all the time, you know? Yeah. Day it's, and night. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, I do, I do think that it's, that's like one of those verses that stuck with me, but I was almost even thinking like, you know, sometimes it's like when, when you are reading the Bible and I, do you, you're, Great. How uh, you're how quickly you're quoting scriptures. Obviously, I know a lot of scriptures. I can quote some of the verses. I know like the scriptures, but I don't know that I don't have the um the verses and chapters all memorized. But I was thinking about it like when in Matthew 10, when Jesus is, was saying, like basically, when they bring you before me, don't even worry about you what you're gonna say. The Holy Spirit's gonna mm. speak through you. And yeah. if you really think about it, like when you have when you do get put in situations, if you're meditating on the word day and night, you're reading it. 
like that's actually what's going to come out of you. You know what I mean? So like whether it's the Holy Spirit literally speaking in tongues through you or, you know, things you don't expect to say. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you're in the word, you won't have to think about what you got to say, because obviously God's already said it for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to come out of your yeah. mouth. Right. The word of God is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our past. Psalm 119, 105. It's one thing to claim one is walking in the spirit. But if you're not anchored and grounded in the word of God, the written yeah. word, I, you know, I don't trust you're being led by the spirit at all, personally. Right. And, I, and you know. Uh, as we were talking a minute ago, there's going to be exploits, of course, in Daniel 11:32. They that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And that's mm-hmm. speaking of this last hour that we now live yeah. in, mm-hmm. a sister, uh, and God's going to lead us as we just become available and say, Lord, you said, ask and I should, and I would receive, and I, as you quoted earlier, brother, and I just want to ask you to use me, God, begin to prepare me in a deeper way and use me in this late hour. I want to be one of those, Lord, that do know by God and do strong exploits. Uh, Daniel eleven thirty two. you know, sister Karen Cochran, a wonderful sister. She sent this testimony recently, brother. She said, there is a hermit guy who lives next door to my mom's house. He hardly ever leaves the house. He has no family or friends. People don't like him. Last year, the Lord told me to mow his yard. I was a little afraid because of what people had said about him being mean a mean guy, you know, Mm -hmm. but she continues, but I did it. And I also did it this year. I guess she cut it all year or something. Mm. Or once one day he offered his rider to us and said, thank you. He also offered to pay me. God opened his heart. It turned out he was very grateful. I had no idea what God was doing. Now people are stunned because of his kindness God said, next, give him a Jesus track. That's one of the tracks our ministry has. It's been all over the world. It gets passed out. And I believe it's probably one of the best gospel tracks ever. That's just a personal, but I believe you're going to see that when you read it. And so she quotes uh, first, uh, she references 1 Corinthians 6, excuse me, 3, verse 6 through 9. And that says, I have planted Paul said, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So Amen. as we had the discussion earlier in the flesh, we always kind of seem to tend toward thinking we've got to do all this great stuff. Really not. Okay. We plant the seed of the word of God, which never returns back to him void, but always accomplishes that which he sends it to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Isaiah mm-hmm. 55, 11. Okay. And Paul said, I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase we need to meditate on that god is the one who gives the increase yeah he's the one that saves them we don't save anybody we can't even save ourselves and so as we plant the seed of the word of god then he says so then neither is he that planteth anything neither he that watereth but god that giveth the increase now he that planteth and he that watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Amen. First Amen. Yeah. And I was actually just thinking of like, you know, like when Jesus was saying that, that no man comes to me unless the father draws him to me. So it's like, so again, like it's not you who draws them to Jesus. It's yeah. the father. So like you can yeah. be, you, you can be used in such a way, but it's like, kind of like what Jesus was saying, like I could use, he can use a talking donkey. 
he could use the rock. So he does not need, he does not need you. Right. You know, just remember that. Like, so I think that's the whole thing. Like we want to be a part of what God's going to do. Cause it's like, it's like kind of like, do you want to be on the winning side? We already know that we already know that uh, the, the Jesus side wins. Do you want to be a part yeah. of that? And it's right. like, and I think that's how that, I think that's like the hum, the humility to realize we don't deserve to be on this team. We don't deserve right. to win. And it's by through God's grace that we are. And the same thing. And I think that's what makes it easier to share with people is like that. I don't deserve it. You know what? Right. But I got this great. I got the great news of that. <laughs> I know you don't think you deserve it either. You're right. But guess what? <laughs> you, know. you can you can still receive it. And um, yes. and I think that's the beauty of it. And as we were saying earlier, like, so when people think like to do something, even like what we're doing, it didn't start off like that. I was given this platform of like a certain amount of followers and putting out videos. It really was like the very first thing I ever did was just like share a Bible verse when I was going through a tough time that I thought, well, if, if I, if, if I need this verse today, you know, cast your cares on me for he cares for you. Like, yes. like, like I, I thought, well, somebody else needs this today. Of course I was right. Of course, of course it's like, obviously the Holy spirit's like, of course that's correct. Share that before you know it, I'm writing a little bit about it. And I remember it was almost like the very first, like very nervous that was, and I was nervous doing that. And then it yeah. was the very first nervous thing was like making a video, sharing a little bit of my testimony very early on. And it was really like, so sometimes you really think like, you don't know where you're going when you take that first step, you know, God does. So I guess that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it starts with the first step. And I think that's the, the faithfulness is, is taking the first step. Yeah. And you know what you said there about Jesus speaking of, uh, he will draw all men to him. He says that more than once in John, I believe, in John twelve thirty two. He said, when he goes to the cross, if he be lifted up, he's going to draw not some men, but all men to himself. So we need to kind of step back and meditate on that. God's already working on these people. Mm -hmm. They haven't had mm -hmm. a moment in his presence because they're not saved in, in the case of the unsaved. And, you know, he's already been, you know, and so when you, put a war the scripture out there you encourage them with verses as you spoke about earlier matthew 6 33 seeking first the kingdom of god that is going to do something so powerful in them because god's already been drawing and convicting them that's what the holy spirit was given for right john 16 7 mm -hmm. and 8 is mm -hmm. uh, to convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment mm -hmm. and as you said you know it's being obedient i've got a picture here on an upcoming post and it's a man, an older man, uh, that's bleeding from the head, like really bad, and looks kind of bewildered. And the short story of it is uh, how he stood up on a on a I think it was a, a bus or a a railway system and uh, began to talk about how Jesus is coming soon. It says this: a, an old man was inside a train. He stood up and said to the passengers, Jesus is coming soon. A woman then shouted, those demons manifested, you know, shut mm -hmm. up, you don't know anything, and your Jesus doesn't even exist, she said. The old man was embarrassed and sat down, but God kept putting it on his heart to rise again and keep talking about the coming of Jesus. He obeyed the voice of God and stood up again and said, Jesus is coming back. We need to repent of our sins and accept him today into our lives. Then the woman who had yelled at him earlier, then the woman who had shouted before rose up and hit the man with her high heel. So she took off her 
high heel and she mm. hit him over the head. And so now he's bleeding and the child next to her is her son. And, uh, let's see, it says the child next to her in the seat and attacked the poor old man. As she continued attacking the poor old man, her child said to her, stop hitting him, mommy. He is sent from God. Mm. Then the woman fell to her knees and began to cry. The old man asked her, why are you crying? The woman said, my son was mute. He was dumb. He had never spoken a word in his life. And now wow. he is talking. So the moral of the story is no matter what we face in this life, we should never stop trusting God and obeying him and mm -hmm. keep spreading the gospel. Jesus is alive. That's how this little story ends. And hopefully Praise that's God. an encouragement. Yeah. Praise God. You know, it's, it was, what's cool too, is we were talking earlier when we were discussing, sometimes it's like when we do start sharing things, especially on social media, it's like we were saying, like, as you said, Todd, we have such a, we have such a potential for a large audience, you know? So like, it's hard not to like, when you like when i go from like uh, no audience to like a massive one and then obviously there's the dip you know the dips and then once you you know as we know the when you tell the truth enough on the social media apps they're not going to like you they're not going to favor you so you're right so you're, so you're going to see the the valleys where they're shadow banning you and stuff so like it's easy kind of to get discouraged when you're like well this 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 post should have got this many views this should have got this many likes and shares mm -hmm. i'm not getting that but as we were saying like that it does not really take a lot of faith to 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 put the you know, put content out when it's going to be always well received. You're going to get all the adulation. You're going to get all the numbers. You're going to get a million likes. You're going to get a million shares. They're going to give you, you know, briefcases full of money. Yeah. It, would, it would take <laughs> it would take no faith to do that. What takes faith would be shouting on a bus when you would people yeah. yelling, yeah. screaming at you, like we were saying, like like if you're. Tell that to the prophet Jeremiah, who was like, mm. when God's saying like, and even Ezekiel, he's like, hey, I got this word for you. No one's going to listen to you, though. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, I mean, and it is interesting, like the story of Jeremiah, where he's like, you could just even kind of see him. You want me yeah. to go tell him that? Oh, you know, you could just like yeah. say, but he, but he, he could, like, he couldn't, he couldn't not go tell them because he did know that it was from God. And I think that that's like, so that's always have to be our example of like that. I don't care how small your platform is even better because it's like, because that actually means that you are just, you are doing it for God. You exactly. Know? It's like, because it's because yeah. it, because I can, obviously I can, I fall into the trap all the time of like getting that endorphin rush of like, Oh wow, mm -hmm. this video is going viral. I feel so good about it where it's like, is that for God at that point where I'm like, I'm enjoying it. It's like, I know that there, there's the flesh, the battle of the flesh, but it's like, Sometimes putting out the message about like, if I start talking about no, the pre-tribulation doctrine is not biblical. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people are going to unfollow me for saying that. And it's like, well, guess what? Like at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what God said. You know what I mean? Like that, that's all I'm saying. Like at this point, it's like, I could, I could obviously talk about things or not, or better yet, not talk about things that are a little bit more controversial and be more well-liked. But obviously, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing what God wants me to do. It's like, what is it? What Paul says is, if I wanted, if I wanted just the praises of men, I would not be a servant of Jesus Christ. 
Mm -hmm. Like, that's why you think I'm here to please you guys. It's like, no, I wouldn't be doing this if that's what, that's why I was here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it says, it comes to mind when you're speaking there first, uh, Samuel 15, 22 and 23, that to obey, right. Is better than sacrifice. So we walk Mm -hmm. by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians five, seven, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk according to how many people are actually responding or sometimes nobody's clicking like mm-hmm. now first of all we got to realize a lot of people read your stuff you know that matters when it's scripture obviously that's what really matters mm-hmm. uh, and they won't they won't hit anything like and all that but you're putting yeah. the seed out there and the seed of the word of god never never returns void it always accomplishes that which pleases god Isaiah 55, 11. That is such an important verse, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Amen. You know, it's, what's interesting, too, is that you, as you said that when I when I very first started out and I was like, I was kind of doing these videos where I was driving and I was I basically I kind of just learned something. So I was like, I felt compelled to, to share it. And I was talking and and like I said, as I as the more I did that, the less like my views like were dropping. And it was like, and every, you know, occasionally I would be almost be like, should I really be doing this anymore? I don't know if anybody really even cares. And, um, and occasionally somebody would come up to me, Hey, I really enjoyed the videos you make. I really like that. And oh, I was yeah. like, and of course I'm thinking like, why don't you ever hit like, or why don't you ever comment and say you do? And it's like, but it, but it was like, so it was a little bittersweet, but like the part of me was like, you know what? That's why I need to keep doing it. And of course, if you're really thinking about it, like if there's one, if there's even one person that that like that affects in some kind of way yeah i mean think obviously it's worth it obviously oh yeah and i mean think about you might never know you probably are not going to know much of what effect the word is having on people through you know the word that you're putting out there and think about uh, i could think and you may probably have seen the same thing where people go oh i really needed that passage Mm -hmm, from the mm -hmm. bible today and i you know i was just putting scripture out there it wasn't applying to me at the at that moment so much as you know exactly you know what i was walking through uh maybe sufferings or whatever but it it was fitting to someone you Mm -hmm. know and every part of the bible is fitting to all of us and then sometimes we're putting stuff out that's not necessarily something that's a huge revelation that we're walking through right you know through a season, you know, with the, the, that passage right now, but somebody else probably is right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. It's like when you realize like, and that's what we were saying. We're, it was really cool. I was talking with a brother the other day when it was like, we won't know the effect we had until we're with the Lord. Like you got to you know? just keep sowing that word. Man. Yeah. So when you really think about it, like when you're saying like the person you never commented and obviously if I wouldn't have come into contact with that person, I never would have been, I would never have known at all that they, yeah. that they, that they, that they received anything that I said. But I mean, yeah. if you think, so if you think about it, like there's obviously the people that I never saw that obviously God convicted and and he's probably doing something with them right now. And absolutely. And then of course the other part of, part of it too, is just, it, if that person wouldn't have said something to me, like to encourage me, it's like, would I be, would I be here? I mean, I like, I like to think I would be, but I mean, obviously we don't, we like, we really don't know. It's like, sometimes it is like, you know, you're ready to think like, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, should I just hang it up? Should I make any more videos? And then mm-hmm. it's like, and then it, it really is. It's almost like, of course I should keep doing it. And then I do it. And then it's like, before you know totally. it, like yeah. and again, and I go back to that question of like, are you going to go into the ministry? 
I guess the answer was yes. Not in the God. <laughs> not in not in the way that I thought I would. You know, not not mm-hmm. in the way I I even perceived was a possible way to do it. But I guess that's what God can do. And God God opens doors that no man can shut. And it's like, yes. I mean, pra- praise God. Yeah, and you know, it it comes to mind when you're talking. You know, a lot of people will ask you. And I'm sure you get it all the time. Hey, are you a pastor? And I just say I'm a servant of the Lord. You know, a labor mm-hmm. for Christ. Jesus said in the end of Matthew. Uh, 9 35 through 38 that pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest so many false teachings have led people to to you know spend endless amounts of energy and time trying to figure out exactly what they're called to do we're all called to die to ourselves lay down our lives and follow jesus daily and walk into spirit with him and wear no titles. All of those things, like apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, those aren't titles to be touted. Mm-hmm. Those are functions of serving, never to draw mm-hmm. attention to ourselves. And, you know, going back to what you were saying, I'm going to bounce back a little bit to one of the main topics that we've been discussing here. Jesus is speaking about the parable of seed sowing, mm-hmm. and he talks about a man that casts seed into the ground. You know, you go out in your backyard. And you plant a seed, right? And then watch this. And should then he goes to sleep and should sleep and rise night and day. Uh, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Now, you see, if we'll just walk by faith and put the word of God in the hearts of the people, mm-hmm. God takes care of the rest of it. Just like with the seed that he made, like if you're planting uh, carrots or whatever you're planting, you know, that you do with seeds, uh, you know, tomato bushes or whatever plants. You know, you, you just put that seed in the ground and you're not thinking about it. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to come up. And let me read that verse, brother, as, as has been referred to today several times. And it's so important as you and I spoke about earlier, this is probably the most encouraging verse for all believers to know that if you plant the word of God in somebody's house, all right, by mm-hmm. the way, let me, let me just say this while we're at it. There's so many people that are out there trying to convince people that God exists and that, you know, there's only two genders and all this stuff. I, those guys are thrilling to watch. I, you know, obviously those guys are amazing, but at the same time, they're not preaching the gospel. They're not getting right. the, the word of God. And yeah. I would, I would not, ever encourage anybody to support that that's not what you see in the new testament jesus and his apostles went forth and they preached and they taught and that is the summation of the great commissions at the end of each of the four gospels go teach all men everything i've taught you go preach the gospel matthew mm-hmm. mark etc so we plant a seed and we just go about and that seed is going to bear fruit Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, God says, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it, Isaiah 55, 11. So isn't that a trusting in the Lord, not ourselves, you know, with all our heart, leaning not to our own understanding and all our ways, acknowledging him. And he is directing our paths. And then he says not to be wise in our own conceits, right? Proverbs chapter three. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting too? Like when you even think about it, it's like, it's like the way it's written too. And obviously if you know your Bible that you'll speak the word, it does not mean they're going to get saved. You like, you even, even think about obviously the story of Pharaoh or even mm. the story of Israel and Judah, where it's like, he tells them, to see to see or basically look and not see <laughs> yeah hear and not understand where he's like saying for some of these people 
the word might accomplish a hardened heart. I mean, like, obviously, that's not what we want, but we don't really know what God's intent is. But we do know that if you're, you know, if you love God and you're called to his purpose, he'll, he will work all these things together for his good, good purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And And, and think, think about the fact right there, how God sees the end from the beginning, right? He speaks, you know, uh, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. And so he's going to be justified in judging those people you gave the word to when they have rejected him. You're going to to say, remember, my servant Joe ministered my salvation message to you. You know, it's going to be. Yeah, nobody will have an excuse. Nobody will have an excuse uh, when you're when you're before the, the great white throne. Yeah. Yeah. I was even thinking about that as you were saying, too, like we were talking earlier about like that. There's a lot of people who would say your ministry should be this. You should say this more. You should do this more. <laughs> and it's like you should say less scary things. You should you should talk you should talk you should talk less about, you know, fire and brimstone when it's like for one that's obviously we're all parts of the same body, right? So like maybe that's not your calling. Whatever you're saying I should do, that's probably what you should be doing. <laughs> like yeah, if, you feel, yeah. if you feel like that I should do that, you should probably do that. Maybe there's there is a little bit of void to, to fill there. Well, yeah, this- and, and so many professing Christians have no clue of the cardinal doctrines of the Christian faith. They're not full council Bible believers. If it's in the Bible, it is fair game, and we're commanded to preach the whole council of God, which Paul told the Ephesian elders. He said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the council of God, Acts chapter 20. And, and you know, when you say that, and, uh, you know, I shared with you earlier how I had a friend of mine, about a year ago, something, he looked at the latest post on safeguardyoursoul.com and said, man, that's a lot of, you know, you know, <laughs> fire and brimstone. So I went and looked at the present layout because the latest posts go at the top and I'm seeing holiness. I'm seeing the cross. I'm seeing hell. I'm seeing judgment. I'm like, that's all bit repentant. That's all biblical. We're rolling with that, man. And, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, there's no new thing under the sun. And this same rebellious people who are unrepentant. Yeah. Paul said they, you know, preach the word, right? He's commanding us to preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering a doctor. For the time will come when they will not endure or hold themselves accountable to sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And that's what you got in Isaiah 30, verse 9 and 10, that this, re- this is a rebellious people, he says, lying children, children that will not hear the law or the word, the instruction of the Lord which say to the seers or their leaders, see not and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us mm-hmm. right things, speak unto us smooth things, yeah. prophesy mm-hmm. deceits. And so they're going straight off the cliff down the broad way that leads to eternal destruction. Right, right. Well, it's like, that's, is that, that's, I think that is probably, and maybe this is, we, we should probably end it on, it's like that, like the idea is like, well, okay, look what the prophets were saying. Were they, yeah, they weren't saying smooth things. They weren't just, they weren't, they obviously were talking about the love of God and the forgiveness of God, but they were preaching in a place that was about to be judged. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Oh, you know, yeah. like we're oh. in a, we're in a place that this, that the judgment is coming. So it's kind of like as watchmen, the blood is on our hands if we don't tell somebody. And that's exactly what Paul told. I think I, I, I know it's in the book of Acts when he went in there and they were saying that like the certain Jews were not believing him. And he was like, and obviously you listen how like Paul and the apostles and obviously the prophets talk to people. It's like, they could tell you don't believe And Paul's like, okay, the blood's no longer on my hands. And that's, and he basically, and he just walked away because it's like, 
but people, you know, people would think that was not the attitude you should have, but it's like, if you don't want to believe what's coming, obviously you'll go find somebody to tell you, oh, got this prophecy. It's going to be, you're going to get rich. You're going to get, right. I think somebody was saying like, they were, I heard this, this false prophet saying something about like, basically the money from the evil was going to be restored to God's people and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, if, yeah. if that, if that's what you think that God wants for you right. is, is money right now. It's total like, deception. You, like I yeah. said, you you obviously are you're seeking the flesh and not the spirit. So it's like I think that that's what that's ultimately that's I think that's what what, what Todd and I would like to say is that you know what the the full truth is uncomfortable at times. It's yeah. not it's not always smooth, but you know what? But it is the truth, and ultimately that's what that's what that's what we want. That's all we really want to do is share the share the truth with love. Amen. Wait, anyway, Todd. Were you saying you want, did you want to um to to say a prayer for us? You want to yeah, say, uh, lead, lead a prep, so lay this a prayer because yeah. I think it's an excellent show. Absolutely, brother. Father, we we ask you right now, Lord, to unite our hearts to fear Thy holy name, as the psalmist prayed. Lord, creating us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us. God, search us, O Lord, and know our hearts. Try us and know our thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in us and lead us in the way everlasting lord we ask you for a deeper work we ask that the cross would take its full effect upon our lives as we're crucified we ask you to anoint us now to be crucified dead and buried with christ and we know that you're going to raise us up for your glory in this last hour in jesus name we ask with the apostles as they did jesus they asked you Lord, increase our faith. And we're asking for everyone listening, every born-again believer, that you would increase our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That was that was awesome, brother. I said, I think this is this is just what we need. It's kind of funny how like somebody actually said, Hey, you should be talking about, you should do more <laughs> preaching. And it was like, I was like, it just so happened. Like I said, Todd, we should do a podcast. And it's like obviously, you know, like we're talking speaking, speaking all the good stuff and hopefully. Obviously, seeds were planted today. We pray that Father that the seeds would be planted. Yes. And obviously, seeds are watered. And and the and I think the the, the coolest thing is obviously hearing back. Uh, you know, we do this, and we don't always know the effect. But obviously, every time we do these kind of things, and people do reach out to you and say, "Hey, that really changed." You know, helped me. I mean, we love the encouragement too. So, yeah. So, anyways, I appreciate you, Todd. You want to? Uh, do you want to tell uh, people about your uh, your website and uh, where else they can listen to you at? Oh, yeah, at safeguardyoursoul.com and the top right on the desktop version, you'll see where we have uh, a new podcast. It's received over 77,000 downloads so far. And so on all the major platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple, et cetera. So the new one, a new podcast drops every morning year-round at 5 a.m. And we're here to serve you and to help you be equipped and encouraged in christ amen amen well that's awesome todd uh, obviously the, i pray that the lord uh, richly blesses you in your ministry and um uh, obviously we have to uh we'll have to do this again here soon absolutely thank you brother joe enjoy all right, it. All right well god bless you brother too brother thank you